This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest. Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Hello and welcome to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm Mike Scott, in the chair covering Terence, who's away for a couple of weeks on a worldwide tour, searching for the finest hipster-friendly IPAs that money can buy. Joining me as ever though is Heskiff, uh, with producer Sam doing all the work in the background as well, and we'll be looking ahead to a tricky trip up to Lancashire to face Burnley. Join us... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. After this. So, yes, uh, afraid the big man, El Tel, uh, is away at the moment. Um, he's updated us just now. Uh, he's told us he's currently sampling some uh, some grapefruit-infused American pale ales. Um, and he's uh, he's just south of Haiti at the moment. Um, so, we wish him all the best. Um, no, he's actually he's, uh, he's having his house renovated at the moment. Um, Heskiff, is that a euphemism or is that an actual an actual thing? No, in Terry, it's probably both. Um, but I think his his excuse of having to go and live with his mum is more that he just wants to have his dinner cooked for him. I think because we all know that he's a bit of a lazy bugger, isn't he? So 
I think going home to live with mum and getting home cooked meals all the time is probably his real reason for um, leaving us in the lurch and uh, quaffing his Himalayan salt infused stout um, in Bethnal Green. Yeah, and he's probably getting his mum to, to pay for it as well. Um, and what's worse than that is uh, we are also sons Albert today, um, but he's actually got a good excuse. He's got uh, young kid problems. Uh, but that's all right. We shall make the best of it for you. Um, who else would you need but the punditry of Heskiff? Um, so let's go with the beer check. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken! Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! Now, I'm, as uh, Terence often makes fun of me for, uh, quite a straight-up lager man. Um, but I've tried to go out of my way to get something a little bit different um, in honour of the uh, of the big man himself. Um, but as I hate IPAs, uh, and certainly anything grapefruit-infused, um, I've got myself uh, a couple of bottles of Maltzmith's um, Pilsner, which is meant to be a German-style lager, but still has um, a huge kick of hops, um, as every hipster drink does. Um, it's uh, I regret it, and I wish I got myself some Holstein. Um, what about you, Eskif? Um I mean, I can't even pretend to understand what the difference between an IPA and a Pilsner is. Uh, sorry to whoever is disappointed by that, but we're just going to have to get over it. Um, I'm drinking water. I always, you know, get get abuse from from Terry and, and various people on the BBS and Twitter about my only drinking beer that's on offer at the supermarket. But I've not even gone that far today. It's just water. It's cold water. Uh, it's infused with nothing. Uh, it doesn't have hops in it. But it's nice. Okay, I mean, fair, fair enough. I'd, I'd, I'd probably put myself some lemon squash in it or something. But um, yeah, the basic difference I think between lager and IPA is that uh, lager's nice and IPA tastes like shit. Got it. Um, so let's get on to Palace. Um, so let's start with the under twenty threes um, against Millwall uh, on Monday. So. Uh, I got to watch it while at work. Uh, my boss did not notice, which was very nice. Um, mainly, I think it, it got a bit of extra traction, um, you know, texts out from uh, Palace and stuff like that um, to uh, gold members and people that had been ripped off to watch it uh, because uh, Mama, uh, Connor Wickham and Riedeveld were all playing. Um, and it actually meant it was the, the side's first home win since January, which is um, which is telling, I think. Um, but the two main talking points um, were obviously um, the return of Sacco. But more than that, uh, Brandon Perrick getting a hat-trick. Now, how much of that did you uh, come across? Um, and have you heard much about old uh, old Brandon? Um, I didn't watch any of the game. I was obviously working diligently at my job. Uh, of course. Of which, course. you know, doesn't offer me the time unfortunately, to watch Palace Reserve games. Um, what I did see, a couple of things I saw. The first was um, a little clip that I think Palace put up on their Twitter of Mama um, sort of chatting to a couple of the young guys in the team, um, obviously talking about positioning and, and how to play certain passes, which is really good to see um, because, you know, I think if 
first team, okay, he's basically next. He's coming back from injury, and it could be quite easy for him to just have a doss about. You know, I, I, th- I don't think he's worried that he's going to remain in the reserves forever, like Gyro. Um, so he could have just sort of had a doss about for an hour and then, you know, gone home. So it's good to see him taking the, the sort of leadership aspect of being a first team player seriously, because I, I, I'm sure, I'm sure that the, the young players will get a lot out of that, um, especially as he's such a, a good ball playing defender. Um, but the other thing I saw was um, Brandon Aviro, I think his the pronunciation is doing kick ups with his chewing gum, lobbing it in there and then catching it in his mouth. Which sanitary reasons, you know, worries aside, was quite a good watch. To be fair, um, though I did, I did show it to my manager at work, thinking maybe he'll think this is like smile worthy, but he doesn't care about football. And I can tell you that a seventeen-year-old doing kick-ups with chewing gum has not turned him. Well, I mean, that is that's depressing tonight. I was I was trying it um, on the way home from work. Actually, I'd. Had a, a couple of bits of uh, strawberry chewing gum, and I was so it was a nice big ball of it, um, two at once. And I'd, I'd tried to uh, just just hoof it even um, and fail to do that. So can tell you it is quite a difficult thing to do. And the other thing I would say um, in terms of Sacco is it'd be difficult for them to sort of follow his leads in terms of passing because he manages to look like he's absolutely telegraphed a pass and yet always managed to get it to uh, the person he's passing it to. So it might be difficult to copy him. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Riedeveld uh, had a decent enough game. Um, Wickham uh, missed a penalty and missed a, a sitter, but um, he looked like he was sort of going in about first gear at about 40%. Um, and Perrick actually put in the rebound from his penalty. Um, so it could have been Wickham having three, um, but he does look like he's he's just about ready to go. Um, and Sacco, as you say, uh, knows he's he's going to be back in the first team before too long. Um, so yeah, that was good to watch. Great to see Millwall lose. It's not very often you get to watch Palace beat them these days because they're in some other division. Um, Palace women had a really bad week. Uh, a 6-0 loss um, to Reading in the Cup meant that they're I don't know why it's called a cup because this is a league really, but um, chances of qualification from that are, well, I think they were gone anyway, but that's definitely made it gone. And then they lost 2-0 in the championship to Blackburn in the week in, at the weekend as well. So eight goals without reply in the week. Um, that's that's poor. We'll try and get Chewy or someone who chats uh, more eloquently about the women's team to get on a show very soon and we'll discuss that uh, mid-table at the moment in, in seventh position. Um, so let's have a, a quick update or on what we know, which isn't much, about the takeover. So can you fill us in, Heskiff, um, about the rough stuff that's come out from The Sun and a couple of other papers about... Um, what it's supposedly come about, uh, bear in mind that we actually know very little about it. Uh, you know, we're not insiders of the club or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I know very little indeed, save what I've read, um, which I, I've sort of cribbed as much as I can together because I don't want to click onto the Sun's website for very obvious reasons. Um, but as far as I can tell, there was a story whereby a mystery consortium, which may or may not, include the bloke that used to own Manchester City and who I think allegedly, because I haven't looked it up, 
what I think got done for corruption, tax evasion, one of those sort of things. Um, Safe assumption, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, it's delete is applicable. It's it's going to be one of the you know two or three obvious things. Um, and yeah, three others. I think mystery millionaires, billionaires, whatever it is, um, who are interested in palace. With the rumor going around that the reason the roof on the Homesdale was cleaned was because it would look nicer in photos. And obviously that's what people who are going to spunk 200 million quid on a mid-table football club, um, the thing that's going to tip it in our favour is that it's got a nice clean roof. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I mean, like I say, I don't think there's anything in it, but it was sort of the story about whether Parrish would stay on, whether he would sell all of his stake in order to push the move through, whether he'd be kept on as a sort of, uh, you know, advisor to the new the new owners and the new board. Um, but it's a sort of thing that we've heard a few times before, really, isn't it? And, it, you know, nothing's come of it beyond um, these rumours. I think it's clear the Americans are very disinterested with the club. Um, and I know that Parrish was, was over in the States at, at the, the basketball team, I think, that they own, um, which is Philadelphia, as far as I'm aware. So, you know, every time he goes over there, a story sort of comes out that things have moved along. Um, but like we said, until something actually happens, I'm I'm not really going to believe anything because it's it's nothing really that we haven't heard before in the last couple of years. Yeah, and I think Mike Ashley has just made everyone jaded about any kind of takeovers for any clubs, really. By just um, the Newcastle thing rumbling on and on. Um, yeah, the reef, the reef thing. I can only imagine it's rained. I don't know if, if you're an expat or if you live abroad. Um, it's rained a lot in England recently, so they're probably just worried about it dropping on people's heads during the game. Um, yeah, we 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 don't know much. Um, there's been rumours that um, there could be something involved um, from a Israeli businessman called Idan Ofer, if that's how you pronounce his name. Um, and all we've learned is from what we've read on Wikipedia. Uh, but he has made some interesting donations to. Um, Places like the Jewish Museum in London and um, various Palestinian charities. So, you know, that sounds like a pretty wholesome person. Sounds good. Obviously, we'll keep you posted, but most of you have your ears to the ground. So you probably know as much as we do. And obviously, we don't trust anything written by the sun. So let's go on to a slightly weirder uh, topic. A rumour that came out um, early this week. Um, Basically... Um, it seems to come from the Italian press as much as uh, sorry the Turkish press as much as I I can work out um, there was rumours that we wanted Serlot back early from loan um, from Trabzonspor because uh, obviously he's been doing so well and in order to sweeten the deal to cut down the 18 month loan period we were going to offer them Benteke um, so Heskif your thoughts on offering Benteke for Alexander Serlot. Well, I can't say as I think it's a particularly good deal for us. Um, it's funny though, it's just just as he comes on against Liverpool and actually plays really well. Um, and, and in fact, we'll, we'll get onto it, but uh, you know, I'm of the opinion that he should probably start against Burnley. Just as he sort of plays himself into form, albeit for half an hour, a story then comes out that we're trying to flog him 
uh, and replace him with a bloke who arguably looks even less like a footballer when he played for Palace than Benteke did. So I'd be surprised. And also, you know, if he's got this 18-month loan um, with Trabs on Spore and he's scoring all these goals, and I think he's he's got a pretty good record for them, it seems a bit weird that they'd want to get rid of someone who sort of guarantees them goals in their league and replace them with someone whose record is not exemplary in the last couple of years. <clears throat> um, I think Ben Teke will probably do really well in Turkey, to be honest with you. But um, yeah, I, I don't know where this story's come from. I don't know who's made it up. And I'd be very surprised if there's any truth to it, because I don't think it really suits any of the of the four parties involved. So hopefully, uh, like many things that I've said over the past few months, seasons, this will spark uh, a goal-scoring spree for for Christian because he doesn't want to go to Trabzon because um, he's happy with his own little Turkish fan, DR, uh, and he'll stay with us and get double figures. How about that? Uh, yeah, that is, uh, that's great. That's the positivity we needed. Um, no, apparently, according to the rumour, they just came out straight away and said that they didn't want that deal. Um, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm absolutely sure that there's no truth in this whatsoever, but kudos to whoever made it up because it's uh, a pretty entertaining rumour. Um, I, I, at the moment, it looks as though Sherlock's doing um, his career, the world of good over there um, and improving himself. Um, and Benteke seems to have to rely on getting in the, the Belgian team in order to get his feel. Um, but you never know, that could change. There was also um, a rumour that I read today, and I'm talking to people making it up. If this isn't made up, then, you know, I'm worried about the state of the world. The rumour was that we want Fabio Barini again. He's he's a sort of Nugent, Babacar type that we get linked with every window. And in order to sweeten the deal for, I think it's Milan that he plays for, we will include Benteke and Max Meyer to get him. So I say if that if that's real, then I give up on football, I think. Well, bearing in mind, apparently the valuation of, of Barini was 5.3 million um, and Meyer's on 80 grand a week. You'd hope that if that was to come about, they would at least be paying Meyer's wages. You'd imagine that... Um, He'd probably want to do that. He'd get some game time. But um, yeah. yeah, and then obviously there's been a, a few other rumours. Um, Rian Brewster rumour seems to be gathering um, some some traction. Um, it doesn't seem like it's um, a massive gamble, uh, being as we don't have a lone player at the moment. So, you know, you can have two. Um, if there is some truth in it, it seems to make sense to me. Um, I know that he's not obviously played very much um, for his parent club, but, you know, he could be a good backup to IE, perhaps? Uh, yeah, I don't really know a huge amount about him. Uh, I, I assume he's quite highly rated. But, I mean, it's just another one of those, you know, we, we get to January and we loan we loan a striker in. Um, last year we did it with Mishy, which was great, but he's arguably a much more proven player. In fact, it's not even arguable as he is. Scores a lot of goals where he goes. Um, and in fact, just before we started recording, I saw that his name was trending on Twitter uh, and had a look and it's just Chelsea fans saying that he's shit and they never want to see him play again. So 
you know, if it's a choice of getting him back on loan and, and this Brewster kid, then I'm mishy all the way. Um, but I, yeah, like you said, I mean, if, if we've got Brewster and he's, he's young and, you know, he he's highly rated. I don't know much how much game time we get. I don't know if he's a game changer. Um, and I'd rather see Benteke get more game time, to be honest. But we do need we do need more backup. So I suppose having a, a third striker who can bring on if we need to, if we're you know desperate, if we get injuries, is is no bad thing. Well, I mean, for me, um, it'd be the Ghanaian prince all day long. Um, and even if he's playing with an injury, uh, he's still the man for me. But yeah, um, I, I think that, that, that there's probably some truth in it because it, it's got quite a lot of coverage. Um, and it's, you know, I've heard people chatting about it on TalkSport today, that kind of thing. Um, if if he comes, probably do him some good, do the, the club good, having some backups. Um we won't get into any more talk on backups because um, DR discussed them at length in the review pod, especially the the problem we have with right backs. Um, So what we will do after this is we will get on to previewing our trip up to Lancashire this weekend. Reviews, predictions, comments and rants. Send us your voice clips on WhatsApp. 0203 575 1266. So you notice uh, there's been no discussion on uh, any of our ex-players doing anything naughty this week. Um, we're going to go straight on to the, uh, the preview of the game. Um, so let's, let's talk about last season um, and... We went up there and we won 3-1 and it was an absolutely excellent game. This is a bit of a reminder of how it went. MacArthur and Schlupp again who was checked but the advantage is on and Zaha's on if Schlupp can find him. Still might come to Wolf Zaha. Now Kuyate. Seen off Robbie Brady twice. Zaha. Sits me down and scores Crystal Palace's third. So that'll give you some fond memories, Heskiff. Uh, the free one, was, uh, they got a late consolation, but otherwise it was an absolute canyon that they got. What are your memories of that game last season? I think it was March time. It was, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, it, start, it started off not great because we went, we went up there uh, by car and it was a pretty blustery, grim day as... In my head, as it usually is up north, to be honest with you. Um, and we got to, we parked up opposite this big Tesco. And as we got there, we found out that Hennessy was in gold instead of Guaita. And I tweeted something about, you know, I've got up early and I've driven all the way to Burnley and now we've got Hennessy playing. Um, and someone tweeted back that I should support the club, which was quite rich considering... As previously mentioned, I'd gotten up really early and driven up to Burnley and was standing in the rain. Well, let's just set the scene. Um, I presume that it wasn't you driving. It was you just drinking some cans in the passenger seat. um, It wasn't me driving. That would be really shocking because I don't drive. Um, And I wasn't even drinking cans, to be honest, because there was more than, you know, it wasn't just me uh, getting a lift. I probably would have been in the back maybe asleep okay okay um I don't, I don't like doing it i think it's ungrateful but if i'm in the back and we've left early and the chat isn't great because we're all knackered 
then usually we'll stick on a podcast, maybe even the back of the next preview podcast. Uh, and then hit like Birmingham and then it gets grim. So grey skies, rain, howling winds, you know, truck carrying pigeons, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, and then you end up in a car park outside Tesco and it doesn't really get any worse. Yeah, I can, I can relate to that. I've, I've had a nap in the back of um, Hambo's rather swanky car before um it happens someone else is doing the legwork you've been at work all week um yeah and perhaps listen to the back of the nest preview pod while you're traveling up there um interestingly i was listening to a pod earlier um by a couple of the guys that do the football ramble um the luke and pete show um, and someone wrote in to say that <clears throat> they they've they've worked out that at any one second in the world, there's 28,000 people watching porn on the internet. So um, I worked out that this show is probably going to be between 50 and 70 uh, million people have watched porn while you're listening to this pod. Um, oh, I thought you were going to say that many people were listening to the pod. I mean, that would be that would be good as well. Uh, it's it's, anyway. it's pr- probably slightly less than half that. Um I mean, you know, if 35 million people could leave a five-star review, that would be, that'd be a tough. Yeah, well, excellent. Or Yeah, even 35 of you would be uh, would be good. Um, but, yeah, those of you who have managed to listen to it and watch porn at the same time, uh, kudos. Those of you who've watched porn on mute and just listened to Heskiff's dulcet tones to finish yourself off, excellent as well. Um, Jesus, that, that's – I think we found something more grim than the Tesco car park in Burnley. Okay, well, let's carry on with that with that story. Yeah, anyway, so uh, we got there and, um, yeah, we just, it was it was a great performance from what I remember. Um, we were a bit lucky with the first goal. Um, it, I think it went down as an own goal, but it's sort of sloppy hitting it back across in the area and, and the defender getting his feet caught. But Michi scored a, a, a great goal with a, with a cross from Wan-Bissaka. Um, and then, of course, Wilf scored his goal, really chopped the Burnley defence about 17 times before scoring. Um, and it was just, it, it was one of those games where even for me, as a miserable negative so-and-so, we were just watching our performance and we just tore them apart, you know. And it, as as we did quite a bit in the second half of last season, we when we sort of went a bit more attacking, we showed what we can do. And I think sort of linking that into this season, if you look at how we played um, against Liverpool, I think it was our best performance of the season. I don't think we were overawed by them at all. And I think that by going on the front foot, we really showed that we're a very capable team. Um, You know, if you take someone like Andros, who, you know, I'm a big fan of his, I like him a lot, and his form has been a bit up and down. But, you know, when when he's good, he's very good. He's very hardworking. But he does like to, you know, cut back on his left foot to cross it. Whereas against Liverpool, he wasn't really doing that as much. He was taking the fullback on. I mean, you think about how highly rated their fullbacks are. Seeing him take them on and get get the better of them on multiple occasions. Seeing Wilf come back to form and do the same on the other side. It's a really positive thing. And, it, and it's what I have been calling for. I'm sure it's what a lot of people have been calling for, for us to to do that, to play on the front foot, because we are very good uh, going forward. And it's easy to say, yeah, we played really well against Liverpool, play like that, and we'll 
beat teams like Burnley and Bournemouth and Watford who are coming up. But obviously, it's much more difficult to, to put it into practice. Um, but, you know, if you look at how we played last year, we were able to do it. I think whilst Burnley are in good form, um, they've won their last two games 3-0, I think. Um, I don't see any reason why we, we shouldn't play with the same um, endeavour and and positive, um, you know, positive team shape and, and spirit going forward because, you know, I just think we're a much better team when we do it. Yeah, some good points there. Um, on the on the Andros thing, um, he came out on the telly afterwards, I think it was played on Match of the Day, um, and he said that he thought it was the, the side's best performance of the season and, and his his best performance. So um, perhaps uh, he'll be happy to, to recreate that. And as you say, he was, he was taking the ball on his less favoured foot, um, crossing it as well as going past people. So if he can replicate that, great. Um, for me, it's Andros in the team and one of the first names on the team sheet every week. Um, absolutely love him. Um, so it's great when he gets those sort of high-profile, good games. Um, in, in terms of playing on the front foot, um, I was only at the home game last season, but certainly we did that uh, at home. That was that that game where we had something like 28 shots against their two. Um, so playing on the front foot does seem to work well against Burnley, which Watford did um, last week to begin with. Um, and from what I saw with the game, it was three 0 But the first sort of the first quarter of the game, the first thirty minutes maybe, Watford were all over them because they went forward, um, and their defenders were having a lot of problems. Um, Tchaikovsky was having a lot of problems. Um, so it looked as though three 0 was quite flattering. Um, you're right; they've, they've they've been on form though. There's a couple of three 0 wins in a row, uh, and they do put teams to the sword, which is exactly what they did against Watford. Um, and it was those annoying shit houses at the front again, um, doing their usual work for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen Ashley Barnes referred to as the best shit player in the Premier League. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. You know, there'd be very few people who said you can pick any striker who do you want up front. I don't think anyone outside of Burnley would pick Ashley Barnes. But he always seems to play well. You know, he scores goals. He's a pain in the arse. Um, I think obviously the same can be said of Chris Woods to some extent. So they've definitely got the ability to do well. I mean, they're seventh in the league, which... You know, they they finished high up, didn't they, a couple of years ago under Dyche. And you know what you're going to get. I don't think there's anything wrong with the way they play at all. And they get some, they get some, you know, abuse from some people because they play direct. But that it doesn't bother me at all. That's what football's about. But I do think that we do have, like I said, the ability to to hurt them. Um, I think what's important is making the chances count. You said last year we had, you know, almost 30 shots against them. And from memory, we scored our second goal near the end. And, you know, against Liverpool, we had quite a few chances and we scored one. So I think that's something we need to work on. And maybe again goes back to needing a more clinical striker, as as well as IU has been doing. Um, we do need to make those count because if we score the first goal and they have to come at us, as we we always say with Palace, we're a very good team on the counter and we're capable of, of hitting people 
at high speed and getting goals. So I'm hoping that that's what we do. Um, they've they've got some good players, Burnley, of course, and you know our defence might not be as settled as we would like. It might not be quite as tight as we used to under Roy. Um, well, I was just about to come on to that. Uh, I was going to say we'll get we'll get Brandon Perrick in and he'll 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 finish off a couple. Um, but yeah, my, my worry would be um, their informed strikers um, against uh, our defence, especially if Ward is missing. Um, so the last thing that was publicly said by the club was from Hodgson. He said he was he was worried was the exact words because he said it was a knee to knee injury. Um, and then there's a bit of doubt about um, exactly how fit Tompkins is. So. Um, you know, we'd, we'd probably want our defence to be really on its game um, to not get punished, which is what Burnley seem to be great at doing. Um, but, you know, fingers crossed, uh, we can hurt them as well, as, as you said. Um, and we certainly have done in the past. Um, quick word about um, Wilf, I guess. Uh, you know, if you read not to. Could he pull off a similar performance to how he did against Liverpool? Because for me, it was probably his best game of the season. Yeah, I go along with that. I think he played very, very well. I think he took his goal extremely well as well. Um, he started the move of a, a great run um, and and took took the goal well. He didn't just get a pass and smash it. You know, he he thought about what he was doing. And I saw some people online giving him some some abuse for missing the, the shot near the end there, s- sort of forgetting that he was the one that brought us back into the game. So, uh, I, you know, I'm the biggest defender of Wilf. I don't like people digging him out. And certainly in a game where he played his, you know, the best that he has this season, I agree, and scored, I think it's a bit it's a bit much to give him too much too much shit. And, and that wasn't as easy a chance as people make out. It wasn't. I mean, you know, it was, it was a brilliant ball, um, and his his first up was okay. But you know, it was sitting up, and I think at the time I was thinking, "Oh God, how did he miss it?" But when you watch it back, it wasn't as clear cut as you'd think. Um, but I don't think that would deter him too much. I mean, he, like you say, he it, it probably was his best performance of the season, and you would like to think that if he can do it against. Um, Trent Alexander and and Andrew Robertson and, and the like, he can do it against Burnley's defence. Um, I'm sure he's going to get a few a few clicks and um, bit of rough treatment because that's how a lot of teams get to him. But I don't see why he shouldn't be carrying on that form. I think he his tail's up now. Um, it's a big lift to the team as well. You know, when you see Wilf dancing around players, it's it's got to be good for the team. The fans will get behind it. The noise will get louder. It sort of all feeds into each other. So, yeah, I'm looking for him to have a, a big game. I think he's I think he's very capable of it. And, yeah, we're talking about the, the performance last year. I mean, he, he had half their team on their ass before he scored. So uh, a repeat of that would be very nice indeed. Yeah, and I'd like to see a little bit more of um, sort of Benteke playing, if if Benteke does play a part in the game, playing those balls from behind to Wilf. Um, it hadn't really occurred to me to to think that it could be in terms of Wilf playing in front of Benteke, but 
um, that maybe isn't such a bad way to go. Um, who do you who do you see playing up front on Saturday? I mean, I would imagine it's still going to be IE, but um, I'd imagine all three of them have a a, a role to play, um, and certainly shouldn't be scared of of Benteke playing behind either of them um, if he happens to be on pit, on the pitch with one or or other of them. Um, yeah, it's it's a difficult one to say. I, I I I can't see him changing it too much because of how well they played against Liverpool. I know it's a in vain um, a losing game, but it it felt like one of the better performances of the season, as many people have said. Um, so let's get on to what people think is going to happen. Um, and in the spirit of uh, Terence, who used to put out a poll every week with a pun um, to ask people what they thought of uh, what was going to happen in the game. I did that on Twitter. Um, I asked people what they thought the result was going to be. So for a win, I went Palace get Chris Woods. Palace get Woods. Yeah. Yeah, I was already clutching at scores by then. <laughs> Jeff Hendrick a draw. Yeah. I mean, I'll support you. We're on the same team. Good, okay. Good effort. And then for a loss, just I hate Ashley Barnes. Yeah. Um, now, what I would say is that I think that just the words I hate Ashley Barnes sort of drew people's eyes to it. So I don't know if people were quite as negative as they made out. But um, so Palace got Woods, uh, 29%. Jeff Hendren, Nick a draw, 18%. I hate Ashley Barnes, 54%. Um, so that means over half of you listening. Uh, reckon we're not going to get anything out of the game, um, which would put us at one point in six games. Um, so I think the, the, my worry is that, um, you know, if we do lose, um, you're talking about people starting to worry uh, because these, these next games were, were thought about the ones where we could pick up points. And actually, Burnley away is a damn difficult game. Um, but let's go, let's go for your prediction. Um, Heskif, how do you think it's going to go down? Well, usually... As we all know, I predict defeats. And for I have no idea why, I seem to have persuaded myself that we're not going to lose. So in the interest of being the only one of the regular preview team here, and one of us usually predicts a win, I'm going to predict a Palace win. So I reckon reckon we're going to win 2-1. And I, I honestly haven't been on the beer. Yeah, well, just yeah. Uh, goals from um, goals from Wilf and Ben Benteke. Let's go with Wilf and Benteke. Why not? Uh, I mean, there's several reasons why not, but fair, yeah, I mean, fair this, enough. This is as outrageous a prediction as I've given in many, many preview shows, but it's recorded now, isn't it? So I'll stick with it. Okay, well, if if we do in fact win, then you have to predict a win for ever more. I'm going to be slightly less optimistic. Um, I think we're going to get a point out of it with Ashley Barnes scoring at both ends. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a difficult game. They're on form. Um, we're on form. I reckon it'll be a good game um, and quite excited for it. Um, so before we wrap up, obviously, truncated show today because there's only two of us. Um, just go through a bit of the housekeeping. Um, so we've got the review po- review pod coming up on Sunday. Um, Handball and the team 
whether or not that involves me, I'm not sure. And then obviously we've got uh, Bournemouth, Bournemouth at home on Tuesday as well. So I think we're probably going to wrap uh, a review and preview into one there um, for you on Sunday. Um, go over the game and then look ahead to what seems to be the the least well selling game at Selhurst this this season because they're uh, they're pumping my inbox hard with adverts to go and watch the game and cheap prices to go into the um, the boxes and stuff. So yeah, interesting one. Um, Love Sport this week is already is already up, uh, but next week DR will be back again. Um, love you to head over to backlinest.com, keep an eye out on articles. Um, if you're old school, don't use pods, uh, platforms, that kind of thing. The easiest way to, to get the pods is to go there. You don't have to wait for us to post on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. The links go straight up as soon as the, they're released on the pod platforms. Um, would absolutely love it if you could uh, either tell tell a friend, um, share one of our posts or put a review on iTunes for us because um, that's the only way we really get advertising. It helps us a lot. Um, as you as you will know, if you want to get in contact, social media, uh, at Back of the Nest, CPFC on Twitter um, and Instagram. Uh, you can leave a voicemail about the game on WhatsApp. Um, you just need to add our number, which is 0203-575-1766 into your phone and then just uh, record a little message on WhatsApp. You don't have to speak to any of us. You don't have to... You know, if you've got a phobia of talking to people on the phone, you can just leave a drunken message and we will play it on the show for you. Um, yes, that's just about it. Uh, thank you very much to Hesketh for joining me today. So I wasn't Billy No Mates on a show that I'm not usually even on. Thank you to uh, producer Sam for producing, putting up with my recording errors uh, and getting her to do all the audio clips. Uh, and we will see you again soon. In the meantime, enjoy the game and enjoy being a Palace fan. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.